0: Match day 16, York United nil, Atletico Ottawa 3, first win against the Niners, historic biggest win away from home, historic first road trip. We packed a bus, we went down to York Line Stadium, we took it over, just listen to this shit and then let's fucking go. <laughs> To the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every week, whenever our voices start working, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patty, Patty, how are you doing? <laughs> Johnny, all I got to say
1: is, cans, baby. We fucking cans. did it, baby. We fucking did it. <laughs> Oh, sorry for the one-day delay. There are folks out there in the uh, the ATO sphere. Um, obviously, you can tell from my voice that I'm still slowly getting it back. but If you I think feel it's like bad it was, now. Yeah, yeah, you should have heard it on Sunday coming <laughs> home. I literally couldn't talk on the bus drive home because I had oh, no voice. You should have heard uh, it. It was great it was great it was great um no, it's, yeah it's a good reason well, it's
0: a good and, it's a good reason to be a day late though man i mean we're, obviously we're gonna get into how amazing that whole experience was oh but, my you god know, you're hearing the evidence firsthand right now
1: <laughs> yes you are in this lovely voice of mine yeah. but you know the people want what they want and we got to give it to them so. we got to
0: give it to them <laughs>
1: uh yeah let's talk about that game um man where do you even begin where did it begin um you know i think before we dive into the thoughts on the game i think we got to talk about the road trip yeah um i mean yeah as you can tell my voice is still pretty fucked up two days later <laughs> um but i honestly think anyone who's there will probably agree with me even the people who weren't there who were just part of the chat group and saw the bananas shenanigans going on, on the bus
0: yeah
1: um would agree that that this trip is probably going to go down in the history books of atletico ottawa and the and the league oh yeah um <clears throat> You know, we had fans showing their pride to the club, absolute passion for football. I mean, shit, we had we had Drew Becky and Carl Howarth directly message CCSG so that we could tell on the bus we could play it for everyone over the Bluetooth speaker, Yeah, um, them kind of giving us that uh, that support. Fernando tweeted about it. Um, yep. So it's awesome to have both CCSG, who planned the whole trip, um, and also uh, the, the, the club getting involved as well.
0: Exactly. I mean, imagine how excited like we were just to be going and then and then uh, imagine how excited they were knowing we were basically just following them. And then, you know, that <laughs> them giving the kudos back to us made us even more excited. It was just like Two this- two buses full of like giddy school kids, basically. Like one are about to go play a soccer game, and the other one's about to go drink a bunch of fucking beer. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. Honestly,
1: um, yeah. I mean, anyone who watched the the game on on Fubo or on One Soccer or whatever, wherever you watch your your Canada Premier League, I mean, man, the dub was so loud that the CPL actually had to turn down their mic gain on the pitch because we were drowning <laughs> out the broadcasters
0: which Uh-oh. is hilarious <laughs> well it just shows you how loud those mics are usually turned up before we got there
1: yeah well exactly womp,
0: womp. <laughs> you know,
1: womp, womp, womp.
0: yeah I mean um, it's, it's it's it sounds really like you know self-congratulatory but I mean every, every single person I've talked to after the fact and I watched some of the broadcast over again it was just it's it sounded like an Ottawa home game basically it did
1: yeah yeah which is awesome to see and, and I, I think that The players definitely appreciated it. And it's weird because, you know, when you talk about football, that's, that's one of those, to me, that's one of those intangibles, you know, when it's one of those things that you can't put in a statistics and we talk a lot about statistics on this podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and people will, especially like guys like Joey will bring up stats. Um, but when you have something like that, that is just that like X factor that you bring to an away game. Mm-hmm. It's a huge game. It potentially could have put us on top. I mean, we could have squeaked out a one nothing victory and that would have been our, our, our standard MO. But we didn't. Yeah. yeah. And I like I like to think that like the boys really appreciated the fact that we were there to to cheer on them, you know, and, and put them over the top, so to speak, with, with York.
0: I mean, it's hardly a coincidence that our biggest away win ever and actually I think our biggest goal margin win ever. Um
1: uh, I think we've done three before but never in a clean sheet. It's yeah. it was, I think we had a Oh well we've put away Yeah, you're right. That yeah. is the biggest goal difference.
0: Biggest goal gap. Oh um, shit. <laughs> yeah, biggest goal gap and just biggest away win. I don't think it's a coincidence that it happened on a day like Sunday. Yeah, you what mean? it's it's yeah. like you said it's a, it's that little extra. Like it's it's when you're a professional sports person and you know and you're traveling a lot. You're going to a lot of away yeah. games, especially in a country like this where people can't travel to a game, not in any large numbers, anyways. It's it's lonely. You know what I mean? Like you're just yeah, in front of sure. a bunch of home fans, getting jeered, getting yelled at. You're in a non unfamiliar place. You just got to yesterday. You're leaving tomorrow. It's you're. It's just a weird situation. You know what I mean? So when you get like. 50 60 70 people from your hometown there in the stadium with you making you feel welcome making you feel supported that's that x factor you know there's there's no no stat for that and that's that's how we win 3-0
1: well that's just it for the first (laughs) (laughs) i know and man i loved it like even after the game cpl pundits commenting that like basically the passionate organization shown by CCSG in organizing and executing this trip was like a world-class away for yeah. a supporters group. I mean, they even said like our chants and songs were educated and well thought out and clever, which is amazing. <laughs> and I know, I think people like commented being like, Oh, is that shade at other supporters groups? Cause <laughs> I think they made like an ice, uh, an Iceland, whatever chant chant.
0: Oh yeah. No, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that tweet got a lot of heat. I, I, it sure didn't, didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he kind of regrets it. I know he didn't mean it that way. I oh, really yeah, Sure. I didn't see it as like shade. It was mostly just no. like you know what. It was our day that day, so we yeah, got, exactly. we got the prop. Said you know what, it'll be someone else's day next time. Yeah, for you know, sure. It was, it, was, it was a huge deal. Like other other groups have done away trips, but no one's done one like this before. And oh, the, God, reason, no. the reason it was so special, I think, is because it was like. Really the first big one that we did and there was such good organization. It was such a big operation. It was like a one and done, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, All right, we just figured we'd go down for the weekend and take a few a few people. It was like, no, this was a meticulously planned Operation! Shouts out to Dan Duff! Shouts out to Thomas Stockton Shouts out to the club Everyone It was a smashing success All the work that went into it Shouts out to everyone that joined as well Everyone was (laughs) so Including us Including us Including us
1: Yeah I loved uh, When we were leaving the stadium And uh, people were picking up their empties Yeah And you know You get that chant like uh, and I think the chant as we were leaving was, let's be respectful, respectful. Let's, let's be respectful. Be
0: respectful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, after just getting like obliterated on the, on the, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in the stands, like playing, drinking beers, like having a great time chanting immediately when the game ends, we've showed our support. And then we're like, also, let's be respectful to the, the people who hosted us, which, you know, again, I don't want to give them too much credit, but it was good for your clients and, and the York United team to, to support us in a way, I guess host us um, in coming down and experiencing that and I mean I think I speak for everyone when I hope that at some point maybe their road contingent makes their way up to Ottawa for a game or whatever because yeah. I think that it just grows the sport in general it grows yeah. the passion it grows the, le- the league's very young and I think that events like sunday are are like high point events that we can use to grow the league even more
0: yeah absolutely they you're absolutely right they, they were great hosts um we had rules they gave us the rules we followed them everything went very smoothly we went in they'd there was no you know they weren't hassling us nope you know what i mean they they gave us a a, a designated spot to go to we went to it um you know they, at one they, point we they let our flags. drums in yeah. they let our drums in we forgot our flags in the bus they let us go out and get them and come back in again things like that it yeah like, exactly Really good host, so thank if, if any of them are listening, thank you very much for that.
1: <laughs> I don't know if any York fans listen to this podcast, but you should. Um, yeah, I mean, even even the atmosphere during the, the game, I think the connection with the players was so huge. Like, yeah. we had, I think it was uh, Alleman... Um, Vlad and Ben were warming up in front of the dub or the traveling dub, yeah. and we were just singing to them. And they were like, they were they were going on the field. I don't I don't think I think they went on for like a little bit of time, but mm. but they were like fist pumping and like pointing out to the crowd and
0: like just watching watching Vladdy dance during like his chant. He was even <laughs> on the pitch. Was amazing. Speaking I, I of, I've never had the chance of, to sing his chant yet, and it was yeah, yeah. it
1: was good. Speaking of, uh, b- birthday shout out to Vladdy the Chatty.
0: Vladdy the Chatty.
1: Yeah, today's his birthday, so happy birthday, Vlad. Happy birthday, uh, bro. We, uh, we hope you keep performing for us the way you did in the last game
0: well been, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> especially after hearing that song i, I hope you're uh, banging uh, in some more goals so you can hear uh, it more
1: yeah we pumped his tires pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so and then after the game i mean obviously it's such a huge win because we could have won by a smaller margin but the fact that we won by three goals yeah. put us over the goal differential to be at top of
0: the league yeah
1: you know we we celebrated the climb with we came outside and popped some champagne had some champagne showers outside the bus yeah Patty you brought know. a bottle of champagne with
0: him, made sure he showered us all with it, which was, yeah, of course. Which was great for the drive home.
1: Well, it was funny because like, I, I I packed it and I was like, we're going to use it. We're, yeah. we're going to win this game. We're going to yeah. use it. And so like, as we left the stadium, I was like, oh shit. And I like sprinted back to the butts yeah. and like took it out of the cooler. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just awesome. It was so good. It was such a, uh, just an experience. Like to me, that was the first time I've ever, I think, felt that like European flavor of, of football in Canada because I've been to Bundesliga games and I've been to like, you know, top tier flight games in Europe. Yeah. And this was like that um, for the first time, I think I've ever experienced something like that. And I know a lot of people that were there said the same thing. So
0: what's well, the first, like it's the first time I've, I've done that classic um, like road trip away game. Yeah. Right? Like I, I I didn't go to see the Fury play the soccer Bowl against the cosmos. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those, those types of moments like I wasn't a part of. So this was, yeah, this was something special. It was it was something <laughs> else. And I mean, you know, to put the the, the cherry on top, uh, we had Malcolm's dad. His whole fam- yeah, family. his whole there, family. Man. We had lots of family there, but Malcolm's dad uh, becoming impromptu drummer—not once, but twice. The twice, yeah,
1: yeah. His family came to the tailgate, um, they put came on a clinic. The, the tailgate, clinic. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then his dad, Brandon, and I talked, and he went and got his dad to come down and drum us out for the last eight minutes, yeah. um, which was which is really cool because it's like we're bringing someone's dad. Who's watching his son play on the field? Yeah. Down to watch his son's team get top of the ta- top of the table, win an away game at York. So, yeah. just and he loved it, man. He loved it. He was having the time of his life. So <laughs> it was it was great. It was really good to to facilitate
0: that. No, it was it, everything. It was I know it's an overused expression, but it was like a movie, basically. Yeah, I mean, for you know, sure. Big. Every, we bro- broke our own records. Went top of the table. We didn't get absolutely poured on with rain like we thought we were going to. <laughs> everything <laughs> just went. Everything just went right. Yeah, it
1: was the perfect perfect. <laughs> Trip yep. with the perfect finish. So,
0: exactly.
1: um, I mean, that being said, you know, I think that that we've 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 pumped our own tires <laughs> enough. So, uh, I mean, let's let's uh, let's have a listen from Carlos Gonzalez on how he felt the game went.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very proud. You know, I am in this moment that that I feel proud for for the players, uh, for the team that we are building and the work that they are doing, and how it's paying off. So, at the moment, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very proud. So there you go. <laughs> well, everything, ETO, went perfect.
1: everything went perfect yeah. um it doesn't get more much more cut and dry than that no uh man i feel like carlos is probably on top of the world right now <laughs>
0: he's got to be man like ima- ima- imagine like <laughs> Imagine what he feels like right now. Like, like yeah. coming to this job, it was it was hard for Mista and it's hard for him as well. Just going to some foreign country, you don't know, anything about this league, going and playing in fake pitches all over the place, you know, yeah. tra- traveling more than you ever have, and then you're sitting top of the table <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the season. You you might ask yourself, how did I get here?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if we go back to uh, what he said at the early on in the season. Um, and I think you, you mentioned it a few weeks ago You know Carlos said what's his strategy And his strategy is like Basically I, I I have no strategy I do what it takes to win Yeah. And holy shit has he done that for our team This season so far
0: Well one of the other clips um, that we played of him On this uh, this show um, Was basically he talked about What was different this season yeah. of the team Than last season he said everything and, You know <laughs> and, and, and and we're seeing The results of everything being different now with games yeah, like that, sure. being in the position that we're at right now, sixteen games in, top of the table, like, come on, man!
1: <laughs> From wooden spoon to top of the table, like, From what
0: the? From wooden spoon to top of the table, <laughs> like, worst. Still... It's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, man. I think uh, for for the match itself, I think yeah. overall it was it was kind of a game of patience. Um, mm-hmm. Both both sides kind of played. A, I'm going to call it initially a conservative game. I think that there there was a lot of probing going on between the teams on, like, yeah. defense. Um, <clears throat> York had more possession, more passes, higher pass accuracy, more accurate long balls, more tackles won. But, I mean, to me, that's only half the story. Like, you talk yeah. about how well, like, our defense played a perfect game. Like, yeah. you, there was nothing wrong that they did for the entire game they diffused every threat york put against us like
0: it's absurd how good our defense is which was which was neat because uh thomas actually pointed this out to me uh partway through the first half he's like you know what i think drew just yelled at diego back there and miguel i don't think he's happy with how they're defending right now and you know that's that's what a captain does you yep. know beginning of the game he's like get it together boys we're not quite at the level that we need to be at and then you know they they get it together. <laughs> and then we get a game like that. Just a perfect <laughs> perfect away defensive performance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I mean two shots on doing, target they had. Two shots well, I, on target? Two
1: shots on target for thir- I think it was uh, 13 shots.
0: 13 shots, two on, <laughs> two target, on target, eight <laughs> off target. Six of their shots are outside the box. <laughs> It's just like, man, it's
1: it's like check, 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 check for our yeah, defensive exactly. line. Like exactly, Yeah, and I mean, the the best part about that was when we finally did gain possession, you know, and control the ball in the middle of the pitch and work our attack through the wings or like a ticky-tacky between Bassett, and Tabla, yeah. or Howard through whoever else was involved. Like, it was just a master class yeah. on executing the low block counter. Yeah. And, and you know, that <clears throat> we, and by we, I mean Carlos, um, has been perfecting all season.
0: Yeah, it's it's it. It, 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 it might just be, been because I was there, and I'm not always there. But yeah, whenever whenever we switch play back over, and you know, seeing a dump a ball out to Carl, and then seeing him run, and then you know, hit one up to Baloo or Brian or yep. something, you're just like, oh my god, things are happening! Like things yeah, are I, happening every single time.
1: <laughs> and we talked about it again. I think as an area for improvement last week was the, that that mm. little that little bit of time they needed uh, that they were giving on the counterattacks and stuff like that. Yep. And there was none of that, none yep. of that in this game.
0: You wanted to do it? Amazing. You want to know how many seconds it was from turnover until Brian put the ball in the back of the net? Let's hear it. Thirteen. <laughs> that's amazing. Thirteen seconds. So good. So good.
1: So good. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think that that that's good. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a quote uh, from our very own Live at the Half co-host Joey Haino. So Joey uh, messaged me and we were talking about the stats for the game and he said, quote, we beat every team in the CPL, uh, every CPL team in the league before the end of July. We're top of the table. We're breaking our own records left, right and center this year. I would describe our progress like that of a soft reboot. Same team, same brand, same show, but a much better
0: showrunner and cast. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. I love it. I think that is a beautiful (laughs) summation of what's happening. By the way, shouts out to Joey. We, we didn't get him on the halftime like we wanted to. Technology was being a little bit of a bitch, but he always comes clutch. Stats by Joey yep. every single Stats episode. Stats by Joey. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, he's absolutely right. And, actually, I, I didn't think about that until I read his summation. I was like, shit, we've now beaten every team in the league. Every single one York was the last one Knock <laughs> off the list We did it And we did Just it add it to the pile Of things that went right Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah Yeah uh, So yeah Let's talk about Some uh, some of those You know stats Obviously we talked about How good the defense looked Like let's yep. let's, let's read about How good they were yeah, so both teams had 13
1: shots, um, which, I mean, to me, that's the most impress- impressive part of this stat section is, like, th- statistically, York outplayed us in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. and, we, and we were tied for shots. Yep. But he, it was like it was like a tale of two games, or a tale of two teams, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got ATL, five on target, five off target, three blocked, three goals. York two on target eight off target three blocked zero goals
0: yeah like man ATO three big chances zero big chances missed York two big chances two big chances missed you remember the 6-1 we went through this in the 6-1 we were like if you look at a lot of the stats a lot of them are really even and Mm -hmm. if you didn't look at the more the most important stat you might think oh this game could have ended in a draw or a one nil or something like that but that's not how football works (laughs) it is not (laughs) yeah um you know we had
1: we had uh you know, we, we were outpassed, out dribbled, mm-hmm. but honestly, they failed to take advantage of it. And I think that all, honestly just came down to our defensive structure. You can't penetrate our defense right now, which yeah. is. Keeping us in all these games because if you can block those shots, if you can kid those interceptions, if you can press like guys like Miguel Acosta um, or Maxime Tiso, pressing guys out to the corners, not giving them that turn in order to make the cross. Like it doesn't matter if you had 90% possession. If you can't yeah. get the ball into the box, then you might as well have zero percent possession.
0: Well, and the thing is, is, is um, <laughs> you know, when, when they got a chance to go out to the wing, the thing is that we're not too, we're not too arsed when we let play, uh, teams play down the wing. Because no. when they did on Sunday, they would go down the wing, they'd send a cross in, and then Nathan Ingham would just claim it. Oh my and God, then, that guy's vertical is and then, ridiculous. And that was it's it. ridiculous. And then, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it or, it would ju- or it would just end up going uh, out of bounds, and we would get twenty-four throw-ins compared to their twelve.
1: <laughs> it was the amount of throw-ins was ridiculous. Twenty-four. <laughs> I think that might be like the highest throwing count uh, or or up there for the season. Probably, it's nuts. And it just
0: goes to show that you know good defending can be done when you don't have much of the ball and you just give them no choice but to fuck up of their own accord. And what it's funny Cause like people
1: Like fans from other teams Will jump on discord Or whatever And they'll be like Oh well you know You guys had less possession And blah 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 You were completely outplayed And it's like Okay yeah If you look straight At the stats That that you might be able to If you're uh, You know Casual football fan You might be like Oh of course They got yeah. outplayed But There's then you watch the outplayed. game Yeah but then you watch the game And you're like Holy shit Like Atletico Was far and away The better team The entire game
0: <laughs> That word outplayed I fucking yeah. hate it Because you, you only The thing is that You only ever hear from people that probably just looked at the stats and was like, all yeah, right, let's 100%. see how this game might have yeah. turned out. No, yeah, you'll yeah. Be
1: at 47%? Like, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. enough.
0: You guys won despite being outplayed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to bring up, um, Actually, you know, we'll get more into it when we do standout players. Um, if he makes a yep. list, he probably will. But I mean, um, we talk about the defense, you know, we hit the four at the back when last time we were the three at the back. Remember, we were talking about how Sizoko had a pretty shite game last game because yep. maybe the three at the back could have been a problem. Yep. and we see how he plays when we do a four at the back
1: <laughs> well that's just it and again
0: he played a, he played a good game honestly he really in that deep mid sweeper it like is just the perfect complement to that center back pairing it's just yep
1: yeah it's uh it's wonderful and and I hope that we get to keep seeing that because if 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 honestly if atL plays like the way that they played on Sunday for the rest of the season yeah. I would be happy
0: oh yeah oh yeah and well, the thing is like we we went all about the defensive uh uh play but I mean the attack I don't think we've I've seen us attack that well. No, season. Or, we were going down either. the middle. We were going down the down the yeah. wings. We were just fucking everywhere, man.
1: Yeah, and normally it's one or the other, right? Like normally yeah. we're dishing it out to the wings for a cross, or we're mm-hmm. trying to cut in the middle. And in this case, it was like it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter because our midfields were so strong.
0: Like it was just free, it was like free flowing and creative, and it's it, yeah. which is funny to see because when you when you think of a team that plays a low block that defends really well and normally doesn't it's, win it's by boring. that much, you think yeah. about it boring. You think about it as being very sort of rigid, disciplined rather than creative. You know what I mean? And it's like, we do it both. Like we can be absolutely disciplined defensively, but then on the counter, it's just, all right, it's your time to shine. I know you all have brilliant footballing brains. Let's see you get into the other side of the pitch. And when we give them that freedom, you know, we have the players to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree.
0: It's lovely to watch. It sure was in person Uh, on that in person. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, On that note, do you want to go to some standout players? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Yeah. Um, number one, obviously, at the top is the man of the match, um, Ollie Bassett. Still red free, still living on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like what his second or third man of the match in a row? Something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, so. He's, he's got a bunch of them anyway. Um, another incredible game from Ollie, Honestly, he—I he, want as much as I want him to keep killing it out there. I'm I'm also worried because I look at the amount of players that have been poached by European teams recently, <laughs> and I'm like, Oli, oh, yeah, I want you to be good, but I also want
0: you to not be too good because like, I want to keep. Yeah, hasn't Cal- <laughs> Calvary cavalry lost like two already? Yeah. And we're only
1: exactly. So I want Ollie to stick around, and so. Just, like, play good, but not that
0: good. <laughs> well, that's, like, the it's it's the downfall of having our, like, seasons be opposite and also um, having, like, kind of a mandate as a league to, like, try to yeah. move players up. So it's, like, you could be killing it, and then all of a sudden, oh, no. I'm yeah, happy, happy for him, but, like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, look yeah, at
0: York right now without abs. Yeah. They're definitely feeling exactly that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, if we look at all these stats, like, 91% accurate passes. It's. Oh.
0: <laughs> he he had 91 Becky had 91 accurate passes as well like what what was everyone everyone drinking on the way down there some of MJ's special stuff
1: I don't apparently but 100% accurate (laughs) crosses and man that cheeky as fuck penalty kick with the slow motion stutter step Mm. to like completely just disrobe Nico
0: Giantopoulos even though he was like 6 feet off his (laughs) line
1: I know. And like, I was like, I watched it and I watched it and I watched it. and I, I, I can't stop watching the replay because no. it's so good. Even though he was so far off the line, all just beat him hands down. It's almost like he
0: knew he would do that. He would go up and sort of start slowing down. He knew that he knows that Nico's going to dive way too early because that's yep. what he fucking does. Exactly. All right, I'll just put it in the other side, you idiot. <laughs> and wait a second before I actually kick the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So Ollie's definitely number one for me. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the next person on my list, um, who has now made his way from the disappointments, several weeks in a row, to the standouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxime Tiso, the you boy know, from Gatineau. So. Yep. Holy shit! What, We're a his name a few times. what a turnaround this week. What a turnaround this week. Max went from struggling to be relevant to like he dominated the left side of the pitch in that game. Yeah. Yeah, just watch. And he, I mean, he was instrumental in Wright's goal. He was the assist. He moved the ball well. When he was dispossessed, he fought tooth and nail to get the ball back, which was amazing to watch. Um, You know, to me, it really showed like, if if that's the Maxime Tiso that plays every week, like, that's a lock on a starting 11 if he plays like that to me.
0: Yeah, for sure. He was great. I mean, like, he was, you know, he was good defensively, but he was also really good offensively. And when we play that formation, you know, um, when he moves up, then you know the 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 other uh, three defenders can sort of shift left a little bit, and then he's got Becky behind him, and it's just it's a, it's just a, it's good for our formation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's good to give him that freedom to attack. So he he defends really well, but he doesn't need to defend you know the same way that Miguel Acosta does. Yeah, yeah, you know for I mean? sure.
1: Yep. So uh, so yeah, Maxime's up on my list, which yeah. is so yeah. so good, so good <laughs> to get him on the list. Yeah, so, a we, game. Yeah, we love you, Max. Keep it up.
0: Um, I mean. Yeah, obviously, got to throw Balu Tabla up Balu here. Balu, fucking Tabla! Oh Holy shit, that
1: guy's good. This man is—he's
0: is, is, <laughs> he's a phenomenon. Like he's literally a phenomenon. And even if he doesn't, uh, you know, he, he, obviously he had a goal because he had the pen. But it's like he's mm-hmm. just one of those guys that even if he has a game that he doesn't put up a goal or an assist, you're still like he is—he was the most creative dude on the pitch
1: yeah yeah and it's it's really cool to see his interplay with with bow and bassett in the middle of the pitch or or how or Tiso mm-hmm. on the outsides because like my god the guy has the feet of an angel as far yeah. as i'm concerned like yeah. he he just he can't like i mean and even recently like even when he loses the ball mm-hmm. we've he, he's put he puts the effort in which is awesome to see yeah. um yeah he just had some brilliant play like, there was I think two chances in the first 20 minutes that could have resulted in goals by yeah, him Yeah. and they were both like phenomenal breakouts he was just right place right time exactly. had the touch
0: Like. Oh. well there was one break where you got a long ball and he was like up where the striker would be I'm like this is how fluid our like front, uh, our front <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, forwards can be sometimes you know what I mean like they just they just interplay off each other really well and we talked about starting to click together and yep. that's what we saw there a, a long ball goes up and then it's him on the end of it and it's you know the next play he'll be the one and that sends the long ball up. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That, and he, he had two, I think, two out of two accurate long balls on the game as well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, he did. Um, I mean, he, yeah, he had 100%. Yeah. All of his long balls were accurate. 75% of his tackles were one. So his, de- I mean, his, all-
0: his, his defensive stats, too. You talk about how he's got the feet of an angel. He, he uses it for good and uses them <laughs> for evil as well. Tackles yes. one, even ground duels one are like more than 50%. It's, yeah, exactly Every time he gets it, he just makes something happen
1: Yep, yep, yep So Balu stayed on the list for like the gajillionth week in a row yeah. <laughs> um, I would and, I uh, would like
0: to, t- I, I kind of want to make a little mention about um, his penalty and Yes I know at, at first, we talked about this last episode when, mm. um, when, when Vlad uh, took the penalty And we were like, well, Ali takes penalties, why is someone else taking the penalty? I thought the same thing this time I said, like, I love Baloo, but Ollie takes pens. Like, surely there's a, a tiered list of who takes them first. Although I didn't really notice an argument. I know that um, I heard from people that were behind the bench that I like, guess Cargo was sort of yelling for Ollie to take the pen. And you know, mm-hmm. Ollie very well could have used that as a backup to be like, give me the ball, I'm going to take the pen. But yeah. Baloo took it, he nailed it, and the Dude. first person to hug him after he scored his goal was Ollie. Fucking it was Ollie pass it. It. So, yep. it's, you know what? It's It's. It's good to know that we have, you know, two of these expert friggin' uh, pen takers at least on the team right now, and yeah, they're very sure. unselfish with one another as well. That's the thing.
1: Well, and that's just it. And I think that 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 just showed. It's funny because like at the start of the season, I think all of us were worried that Tablet was going to be a little mm-hmm. bit of a flop, because um, he came down from Montreal, wasn't exactly playing the best early in the season. Was very selfish. Was very like kind of like I'm going to score. He was flopping all over the place. And then you look at the way he plays now, and his like love for the other players on the team, and the way that they play together, and it's just night and day.
0: That's the and best I thing. Lo- to see. I love seeing the development
1: yeah. of a player like that. Yeah. Because because I think anyone that knows the history of Balu Tablis' career, you know, he struggled a little bit in certain leagues or in certain positions or whatever. And to me, this shows that despite all of that, if he's put in the right environment, he can he can kind of expand his skill set, yeah. expand his, his ability. Um, so, so hats off to Balu. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Seriously.
0: And we, we talk about players moving on. We have him, he's not even on an option contract. He's not a three-year contract. I will eat my hat if he is still playing in Ottawa, uh, in the third year of his contract.
1: <laughs> you heard it <of> here <laughs> first folks. Shawnee
0: he, McArthur will eat he, his hat. If he keeps playing like this, mm. Yeah, yeah, we and not I know. Be able
1: to hold on to that. Well, and that's just it. I know some people have mentioned that, like maybe this move to Atlético Ottawa was kind of a calculated move on Balu's part. And again, we don't know because obviously none of us have asked him directly. But, but a calculated move to look at climbing into the the you know Atlético Madrid stream from a, a, a farm team or club team that, that they have right in Canada so yeah. maybe that's the case and if it is and he keeps playing like this like oh shit man good luck like you're yeah, gonna kill
0: exactly. it that, that's, that's, that's the point of all this right I mean your CPL isn't supposed to be your ceiling it's supposed to be your, uh, your jump off point
1: yeah exactly yep. exactly so speaking of uh, players who are young and you know good in our league <laughs> um, <laughs> D- Diego Espio Diego Espio Diego Spello. Holy shit Diego had a good game Every
0: game This, this <laughs> dude doesn't Drop a stinker It's stupid
1: I know 90 minutes played I think he played The whole game um, 74% ground duels won 100% aerial duels won Because he's a monster He's, he's a teenager <laughs> I know he's a teenager. But he's a giant <laughs> And uh, 91% accurate passes fun-
0: ah, Again yeah, Again. Three, three in a row Three in a row uh,
1: And then You know um, I'm gonna say it we he had one-third of our total clearances for the entire team this game. One, like, a third of them were from one guy. So, I mean, I know they say it's, like, don't fall in love with lone players, but honestly, like, it's super hard Too to late. not... Yeah, like, I'm... Man, Diego and I are, like, running off into the sunset at this point.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> and what my favorite thing is that, like... When, uh, when the players all come over to, like, the dub or the traveling dub, like, at the end of the game, he's, like, one of the first ones there. <laughs> I know. He We're, loves it. He we've loves it. We talked about this before about, like, here's this teenager that's, like, gone halfway across the world in a new country with this weird team on loan. It's like, all right, here's going to be an experience. He is just leaning right into all this. He loves every fucking second of it. He's, like, yeah. all in. He's all in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I know, like, uh, I know even sometimes when he'll, like, go live on Instagram and stuff, a bunch of, the, like, CCSG members will just jump on and vibe with him on social media. So it's, like... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It's just like Diego listening to music in his room and like...
0: (laughs) All, these like, all of us just watching him yeah. <laughs> So He's uh, found everyone's Twitter accounts And he's like liking everyone's tweets and shit now Even when they aren't even about the, the thing Like so I think it was Patrick was telling me He was tweeting about like the Red Blacks And then like Diego's Oh liking. yeah
1: Yeah and uh, Billy was talking about He was tweeting about uh, the Titans The baseball team here <laughs>
0: <laughs> What a gem What a gem it's Diego so space. funny <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah so, so those are my big four You got anyone else?
0: Yeah well like I said before Nathan I mean, I thought yeah, he's he on my own. I, yeah. I know a lot of the times he doesn't have to because he doesn't get a lot of shots and he doesn't get a lot of action. But today was one. Of the, he, he had some big saves to do, but but I oh, think man. his he had big saves. But I think his strongest part of the game was just coming out strong and claiming those crosses, the high yeah, ones, I, the low ones, basically just like putting a stop in like a wide attack.
1: I felt like he had super glue on his gloves, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. every ball that came near, like, from, like, knee to the top of the head, he was able to grab onto it, yeah. which was awesome. Awesome to see. Like, yeah. the guy is probably the surest hands in the league, I would say. He's got first to. And I mean,
0: which is amazing coming from someone who, like, you know, in the past couple of years had a reputation for, like, making mistakes sometimes. Yeah, like, I feel well, I feel like York fans still hold on to that reputation. Well, even though I fun, can't really think. Fun of it. fact, fun fact, they did
1: so apparently. Well, the York so the York supporters section is behind one of the goals, yeah. and so when we switched ends and Nathan was there, of course as his old team, yeah. and the York fans were apparently chirping him pretty hard, yeah. and he was basically like, apparently he turned around because I saw it on Discord. Mm-hmm. Apparently he turned around, it was just like. Hey, like, you guys maybe should shut up because you guys suck. Like, you're really
0: bad. <laughs> and I was like, bro. <laughs> you guys are so bad. <laughs> and I was like, as if he did that to his old team. That's like, so he goes, funny.
1: He goes from dueling keepers with nico to like being a fucking just a g at, at atl just chatting
0: it up somewhere <laughs> yeah. else. top top of the league going back to his own team turn around it's what it's one thing cause you know you almost never see keepers actually respond to that shit because like you gotta have like this the the straight focus head on your shoulders right but to, yeah. be, to be so to turn around and be like you guys are actually shit <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh god never, change nathan. never, <laughs> never change.
0: change nathan stay here forever please
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I mean I guess other players I would probably say are also like honorable mentions Miguel Acosta it's, I mean what can you say about this man like they, 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 <laughs> like we're both at a loss for words played all 90 minutes five interceptions 87% accurate passes four clearances St. Miguel continues to bless us every week with his play. Oh, uh, we do have to get a clip of that. We have to like find a nice like.
0: We do. I was thinking, you know <laughs> what? I think Joey had actually mentioned that and I forgot to get something for this episode. I was, I was thinking about next grabbing week. like... Uh, next week. Yeah, next week. One of the, the, you ever play Age of Empires? Yes. You know, like the monk sounds? <laughs>
1: yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you yes. click on the church and yeah. it's like... <laughs> oh, I, I, that <laughs> I love it. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, so St. Miguel, he's up there for sure. Yeah, um, but, for I, but I do want to talk about someone who's been on the disappointment list slash bench for a while and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about Johnny yep who is it who is it who am I talking about
0: your defense is terrifying. because Brian
1: the only open play goal of the game yeah. um, and I mean I think I think Carlos was a, was I mean we know he's a genius but look I think he was smart to take brian aside because i I do think that and i think we've talked about i think brian was struggling he really was for a few games he was just trying to find his feet i don't know if he wasn't match fit or what but it's pretty clear that the coaching staff have focused a lot on him Mm -hmm. because to start him in this game because he started the game i think yeah he did yeah Yeah. he started the game he played 57 minutes so most of the game two-thirds of the game got a goal and like I was very pleasantly surprised with his play it was intense it was he wasn't letting anyone push him off the ball he was he was working his way back and forth up the pitch which is something that he's traditionally maybe not done that well Um, but honestly to me, he's back in my good books. If he, can, As long as he can keep up that level of intensity, I think he's going to be super dangerous for a playoff run.
0: Yeah, I, so I know, I know um, before I have sort of tried to make sense of the non-performance of our strikers by saying that maybe the way that we're playing is not, playing to their strengths, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they're not getting the the service they need, they're not getting involved in the play for reasons that might not be completely their fault. Um, This game, you know, how we were talking about was probably one of our best attacking games. I feel like it was just the type of game that really brought him into it. You know, like, we played through the middle a lot, there was always balls, like, uh, coming from the outside up to the top and the front, like, there was constant, it was always around where he would normally set up shop you know what i mean yep. and so much of the time the play is not where he sets up shop and that's why it looks like he's not doing anything but we just everything was sort of playing to his strengths and everything was just clicking so well to get him involved constantly you know whether yep. whether whether it was taking the ball down and laying off a pass and then making a run or whether it was you know picking up that pass and then uh, having that that finish, which was classic, Brian Wright. Oh, by the way, God, it inside was... of the boot, inside curler to the far post, around the keeper. Yep. Like I've seen him do that a dozen times, it, and it gets sweeter every time.
1: Yeah, and it's also really good to watch Nico cry about it. <laughs>
0: A weird thing about that goal is I I, I watched one of the replays and I was like, oh, fuck, he was offside. And then I watched it on a different angle and I was like, wait, he doesn't look offside at all. And on both, no matter what angle you're looking at it, you also notice that after the ball goes in, nobody really like puts their arm up. And normally if anyone's even close to offside, they're all going to be putting their arm up.
1: Well, and that's just it. And I think that like we can all be like armchair referees or officials or whatever. But like at the end of the day, it's 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 hard because sometimes the the call doesn't go your way, and we've talked about it in previous games. Mm-hmm. And like the the lower were quality officiates because there are some of them out there. Mm-hmm. I was I was impressed with the quality of, of officiating in this game.
0: Oh yeah, it was great. I, th-
1: I think it had the it had the potential to become a very chippy, very foul filled game, and oh, yeah. it really didn't because the referee was so quick to. Make the calls, and they were the right calls. Mm-hmm. And then also to give the boys a chance to play, there was tons of tons of arms out advantage, which mm-hmm. I love to see. Yeah. If you're fouled and your team gets the ball, like don't stop the play because that easily could lead to a goal, even though they were fouled, right? So
0: yeah.
1: it was it was nice to see. Was he offside? I mean, who knows? The, the linesman didn't think so. The referee didn't think so. We can look at it from the, a the, a the video. players
0: didn't think so, and that's what I'm getting yeah. at too, right? I mean, it's, so
1: you know it's it's what it is and yeah. I, I i think either way it wouldn't have mattered even if they called it offside we still would have won two nothing yeah. so
0: i know t- t- talking uh, speaking about the refs i mean there was like one yellow card each they they were yep. they were they were yellows um i i know there was the only like the only bitching i had about it was i think near the end there was a foul that on malcolm that really should have been called that Yes. Weapon. Yeah, 100%. Um, I remember. We were talking with Kev about this on the bus coming back. We <laughs> were talking with everybody about it, but Kev especially was like, you know well, what, Well, you, like- you, you,
1: you guys were talking. I had no voice.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, um, I was silently yeah. listening. He's like, all right, maybe from his view, maybe it looked like a 50-50, and, in the, you know, when the away team is 3-0 up, then maybe he'll let that 50-50 go on the side of the home team. And I was like, okay, fair enough. I mean, it, su- it sucks. But he also mentioned that giving that third pen, was a pretty ballsy move for a referee, um, you know. The away team, you're two nil up, you're probably going to win, oh, yeah. uh, and then you know it, it's you. It, it, first of all, giving a second pen is already sort of a ballsy move because some refs might want to be like, "No, no, that's too many pens" or whatever. But giving a second pen, giving it to the away team when they're already two nil up, was just good refereeing. Well, and I mean, if you if you look at the if you look at how
1: it happened, I mean, I think it was I want to say it was a Tiso. Tiso took the foul. No, it's Diego. Or sorry, uh, yeah, it was Diego Espio. He's a smart
0: foul, too. It was. That's what I mean. It was brilliant. I watched it,
1: uh, obviously, at the field, and then I rewatched the game um, yesterday. And, yeah, I was like, man, I was like, that is, like, we talk about him a lot, being mature for a 19-year-old player, but that is a smart play that he made to draw that foul.
0: I know know when he, uh, obviously, the corner comes in, out swinger, we had it. They had it. Ball drops. He gets the ball. He makes a run forward. And I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at. It, I'm like, there's Knowing no way. Full well, yeah. I'm like, there's murdered. no way. He's trying to <laughs> run forward to like take a shot on net. Like he's he's gonna run forward. And if someone tackles get him, yeah. If someone gets close happens. to tackling him, he's gonna make sure he gets tackled. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. All right, and Johnny.
0: It's just like you said, mature. All right, we're gonna take a break for some technical difficulties.
1: I mean, it's not technical difficulties, I'm going to get a drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't really so much a uh, technical difficulties break, it's just we had to go get another beer because this, yeah, exactly, this we're having is so such a time. goddamn fun to, to <laughs> record.
1: <laughs> you'll love it, you'll love it. Um, yeah, so I, I honestly, I think you're right. I think that it was man, such a fuck I just can't get over how good that game was.
0: Like, I we I, I could put we could make a case for every single player being on this uh on this standout list. Carl Howarth, I mean, that man was just yeah. bombing up and down the wing, getting balls in, being his his like one twos with, with uh with Ollie Bassett were amazing. Um yep. Zakaria Bahous, I wanna shout out to him oh, because he great. played an incredible attacking game. He drew the foul for the first pen. First pen, yeah. Another smart foul as well. Uh, Drew Becky, I want to commend as also as you know, being the friggin uh, defensive general in the back there, always holding it down. Just everyone played a fantastic day. do Suzoko being that sweeper <sighs> in between the lines, cutting down all those passes.
1: Yeah. I mean, so uh, I mean, obviously we we use a variety of sources for stats for this for this podcast. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the the player scores on Fotmob, every player we started yesterday was over a seven. Which is insane. That
0: never happens. Every
1: single one. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, York combined average of their starters was 6.3. And if we do a head-to-head, for example, Brian Wright, Mm 7.8. And we've gone over his stats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jose's De Rosario, the forward for York. Uh, Also, fun pack, 91% pass accuracy. (laughs) Ooh, He's bro- part of the club? Brian? Uh, no, De Rosario. Oh, De Rosario. <laughs> yeah. He's also part of the group. However, if you look at the rest of his stats, mm. shot accuracy 0%, accurate crosses 0%, accurate long balls 0%. Yeah. Dispossessed 3 times. <laughs> Ground duels won 0 out of 5, mm. 0% like two fouls. Like bro, you, it was it was this, it was this, a tale of two teams and We Teletico mentioned it
0: we mentioned it on the Hot Stove that like, you know, he is he is one of their only shining lights, and if you isolate oh, if you isolate like him, then shit. you can yeah if you isolate him, you can kind of uh, just snuff out their whole attack. And I mean, we saw that right? Yep. No balls yep. going into the box m- made it to him.
1: Yep, zero of them, which is great to see. Yep. So I mean, when we talk about shifting to disappointments, like to me, this is a really tough week for disappointments. Cause honestly like the entire team probably had their best game of the season.
0: I, I don't have anybody for this list. This week, so I have,
1: I have, I have zero. I, I have said none. like no one had a bad game. Yeah. Like zero people had a bad game.
0: Yeah, everyone showed the fuck up and it was, it was, it was beautiful.
1: Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know what? Let's just roll with no disappointments. Yeah, none, none. <laughs>
0: that was zero. I don't, I don't want, I don't even want to say that word. <laughs> Yes. Areas yes, for yes. improvement. You know, that's another thing. Like, what do we talk? We were talking about the stats earlier. What is there really to improve on?
1: Um, I mean, if we look at strictly stats, long balls. I think we need a little work. We have 44. percent
0: You're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. Not every team is as bad as York. So obviously there's some. And <laughs> <that, there's, laughs> not every game is going to be like this. There's some yeah, things. There's some. There's a little bit of edge that we're going to need to. Uh, get a leg up on for uh, better teams. And I think one yeah. of those things is crosses. I don't think we crossed particularly well. We didn't. Um, um, in that we, game, we, we did three we... accurate crosses, and that was only 38% of our total crosses. Yeah. So,
1: Well, and even winning tackles, we only won 32% of our tackles.
0: Yeah, it's not too hot either.
1: No, it's not. However, again, if you look at those in a vacuum, that looks bad.
0: Mm, yeah, but if you, yeah. But if you
1: look at the total team effort, I mean – to me, those are like—I mean, those are so minor, man, compared yeah. to like some some of the stuff we've talked about in previous weeks. That's true. So, I mean,
0: if 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 having that low of a tackle rate still results in um, you a <laughs> three get nothing win. Yeah, and also only having two shots on target out of a possible <clears throat> thirteen shots. I mean, clearly you're still yep. doing something right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah areas yeah. of improvement. I mean, I, I think every 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 couple of games we it's just you know, we we just keep getting better and better. And you know, maybe we'll we'll regress for one and then get back up in the next one. It's just we're just we're just building something uh we're a wagon right now, to, to use to use the term, like we're a fucking wagon yeah. at the moment. Yeah.
1: yeah, we fucking are. It's great. I love it. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. So, uh, moment of the match. You got one for you. What's your, what's your moment? I
0: mean, it's so, it. hard, so hard to pick a moment of the Cause match. Because all of them were good. <laughs> I think the moment of the match is when um, me and you. Fight, I, I mean, I went tarps off for my first time.
1: I sure did, and also. Did as well, yeah. Oh, That's we got the, pa- the Poznan, man. We went for the Poznan. We right, <laughs> three the <men.
0: laughs> So, for Sox, those of you who don't understand yeah, no, what that me.
1: is, uh, so the Poznan um, is essentially, it's, it's, it's it's a diss of the team that you're playing. So essentially, when you're up by multiple goals, in this case, I think we were up three nothing at that point, or two yeah. two nothing or three nothing. You all like link arms, like on each other's shoulders, in a big like you know on every row of the mm-hmm. dub, and then everyone's like jumping and chanting, but you're facing away from the field <laughs> because it's like we don't even need to watch the rest of the game yeah. because we're gonna win. Yeah. Like, so it was just like such. A pinnacle moment, I think, in ATO history to have the first time,
0: and the pictures. Oh, Audrey took some great pics. Casey took some great pics. Yeah, buddy from Northern Tribune took some great pics. I mean, there was yeah, we got lots of good picks everywhere. Um, Other, what was your moment of the match other than the (laughs) Poznan? Um, I would say honestly, I I I know it's kind of a cop out, but
1: I'm going to say it anyway. I think that for me, it didn't happen on the field. It was it was just the the entirety of the match day with the fans
0: yeah
1: like never in the history of the league has there been a large and loud fan group that traveled a to an away game like we did on Sunday mm-hmm. the bus ride down we had our chant clinic that was led by Eddie and Brandon amazing so made sure everyone knew all the songs everyone we learned some new ones we practiced some old ones we changed the lyrics on a couple um, to be York specific obviously
0: yeah.
1: um, pre-game tailgate and organized and hosted by Bryce so we showed up at the parking lot doors of the bus open everyone gets off Bryce waves us over with his ridiculous overalls like he had these like <laughs> Yeah. Red
0: and white striped
1: like overalls
0: that he was wearing. He looked like a like a like he owned a pizza shop in the country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah straight up.
1: Um, so he he ushered us over. He had the T Rex tied to the top of his car, um, and he had a full cooler of beer. He had a cooler
0: like fifty <laughs> beer in it. Yeah, so.
1: Um, his kids were there. They were having a good time. Oh, they were having um, a
0: ball, man. They were they, yeah. when they were getting interviewed about the T Rex too. I was like, "Oh, this is this is what it's all about, man." Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, It was cool because Malcolm's family, like we talked about earlier, Ooh. Malcolm's family came over and hung out with us, had a beer. Yeah, like you know whatever. We pop smoke, we bang drums. Some York fans were like filtering into the stadium, so obviously mm. we were chanting at them to build like a little bit of the rivalry yeah. before we went in the stadium. It
0: was great. Um,
1: yeah, it was really honestly that it's moments like that that live in my head. Um. Because it's like the, just a legion of like red and white stripes marching on York Lions Stadium, singing a cloud of blue, red and white smokes like we popped smoke right across the street from the entrance. And the, to me, the, the crowning jewel of the, the, the trip was as we went in, you're filtering into these two lines, the security lines and there's kind of like stanchions above it mm. and i don't know i don't i don't know who it was but it was an ato fan and his girlfriend mm. and they had gone in early and they had gone up two levels and out to the front directly above the gates of the stadium and oh, yes. they had this big ato yeah, flag the big that they, flag they were waving going. and the entire like <laughs> it's like ccsg ato road trip just went bananas it was, iconic. <laughs> like, it was like yeah iconic. people like yeah, and all the York fans are like, "What is that?" Like it was like they'd never seen the, like they probably hadn't ever seen anything in their, in their life like that. So well, it's it was just like an iconic. You, moment.
0: you look and you see like the um like the youth kids like coming into the game. Just they're like, "I don't know what this is," and they look at this and they're like, "Who? Are, this isn't even the home <laughs> who, team. Like, yeah, who <laughs> are these guys?" <laughs> I have to say, like the red and white aesthetic is is perfect for like big groups of rowdy people. Like oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like obviously when you when you see the footage of us walking in and shit, and like even just when the camera goes down to the little corner of us in there, like red and white stripes is literally a perfect <laughs> like unifying aesthetic <laughs> yeah. for just a large group of people.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and it was just man,
0: it was just a, it was a it was a fairy tale storybook ending. It was fairy tale ending. I, I think another moment of the match is probably you know when when Ollie's pound went in because it was on, oh, it, it was God. on our side, and then they all came over afterwards, and we all rushed down. It was it was just nuts that 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 man fucking loves scoring in front of us doesn't he (laughs) oh my god
1: (laughs) i love it i love it and like the best part is he didn't have to shush the crowd because guess what the crowd that was down there was us
0: so he just ran he ran he
1: pointed at us (laughs) like it was man just scenes absolute scenes
0: yeah no straight scenes. Uh, even uh, 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 Drew's interview, actually, with uh, with KJ at the end of the game, they set up in front of the uh, in front of the traveling dub, and you know what? why don't we why don't we actually listen to a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, let's do it. We have to talk about this crowd. They're on their way back soon, back to the capital.
0: You gave them your jersey today. How important was it to have these guys behind you? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. When you're out there and you can hear that, in uh, a away game, it's, it's almost like Europe. and uh, It means a whole lot. It means the culture is growing not only in Ottawa, but in Canada. And uh, as you've seen firsthand with the national team, it's a, it's a really special time to be a part of. So, yeah, there
1: you go. Well, I mean, uh, it's funny because they were competing
0: with essentially what
1: the announcer said, be competing with all game. Yeah. And I know like when they came down to the, do the pitch slide and everything, it was KJ that was doing it. And like everyone in the dub was like, let's be really loud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's awesome. Honestly, it's, it's cool because Drew gave us a shout out before the game. Yeah. And then I think he just, again, as a captain, he's he's the voice of the team. And it really just goes to show the love that the players have for the supporters um, and what we did on Sunday.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We talked, we talked about like uh, the, the players being like appreciative of it. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it, it's, we talk about how it being like a concert, man. It's that energy just going back and forth, back and forth. It's, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it, it turns into, into days like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a real self-licking ice cream cone and exactly. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> talk about, uh, talk about going back and forth. You heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag.
1: It is the Mailbag. Welcome to the Mailbag for this week, ladies and gentlemen and non-gendered folks out there. Um, So the Mailbag is a free segment for members of CCSG where you can pose hot takes questions what really whatever you want to send to us before the uh, episode every week and we will do our best to address them so it's one of the best benefits of being a member of ccsg is you get free perks like being a part of the mailbag so thank you we will roll straight in i'm gonna hit you with one johnny and we'll see how you take it yep Uh,
0: let's do it
1: uh all right first one road trip is great obviously Mm. um how many uh noobs new people yeah uh, we're on it how can we use this momentum and can we get more people to watch parties from it and how do we make the next one bigger so really four questions in one
0: yeah no there's a, there was a decent amount of noobs there i mean there was obviously i'm not there as much as um you all are but there was a good amount of people uh, there that i didn't know so yeah. um and people that also weren't necessarily like of the rowdy regulars you know they were maybe closer, no. closer to the front of the bus so they were like sort of interested in it and they had like uh you know they were ballsy enough to come on the adventure and i mean that's a pretty big commitment if if you're not like one of the diehards in the group you know what i mean and i mean but obviously they had they must have had the time of their lives seeing what 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 went down that day and you know the result uh notwithstanding but everything was just so positive and i mean we how can we build this momentum i mean it's just do, do we we got to just recruit more and more you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they'll they'll tell their friends and they'll we got to get them coming to even more home games as well they bring up the watch parties that's another huge thing as well i mean yep. cause that's 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 a pretty easy sell like just yeah. would you like Good to come to a, would you like to come to a bar and watch a soccer game with some friends <laughs> yeah. like that's a that's a pretty easy sell you know it's a lot less uh, less of a commitment than you know paying a hundred bucks to, to 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 sit on a bus for 10 hours <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, but I think you make a good point where like the bus, you definitely had the diehards. I'm going to call them at the back of the bus. Yeah. So the, the the young whippersnappers, <laughs> um, you know, and and it was awesome because they had just vibes all game oh, yeah. or all, all, all drive. Yeah. You know, you had Eddie down there with a the speaker and like, it was good. And then you had like, yeah, I would call them maybe more casual fans towards the front of the bus. But over time, I think the groups just started mixing together. Oh, yeah. And you, and you got this like, Amazing dichotomy of like casual fans who were there to see what it was about, and diehard fans who were were there to welcome them into the into the experience, right? Yeah, um, and it was cool because like we also had guys you talked about guys that. You know, weren't might not have planned to go or whatever. We had people who were selling their tickets to other people last minute, and those people came up to me during the game and after the game. They're like, "We had the best time." They're like, "We weren't even planning on coming, but like a ticket came up, we bought it, and they had like uh, just an incredible, incredible time away." Yeah. So I think that you're right. I think that using that as a springboard to build the 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 legend of the club um as a place that's inclusive for anyone that wants to come and cheer on the the boys red and white mm-hmm. but also as a place where you can go and have fun and whether that's you know in york whether that's at td or whether that's at the Glebe central pub at a watch party yeah you know you're part of you're part of a family yeah. as far as i'm concerned
0: so. i mean for for those that weren't already um you know uh into all of this sort of diehard but signed up for that trip i mean we've got your emails Get ready, for, <laughs> get ready, get ready for your inbox to get hit with some more fun shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just heard the
1: collective groan of all the people.
0: Ugh, <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, no, it's 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 going to be huge. I mean, because if it was such a success, I mean, it's 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 only going to get bigger from there. And I mean, you you talk about like being welcoming to new people. I mean, when you have like a core that's so energetic and welcoming it, it all it acts like gravity you know what i mean like yeah. everything just sort of goes toward it and there's only going to be a snowball well, I, effect from there
1: well exactly because you look at, at how they were at the beginning like they were kind of some of the people were a little more standoffish quiet at yeah. the tailgate and then after the game you know we busted out the champagne their drums were going and like everyone was involved at that yeah. point like because everyone's riding that high yeah. of like we just won we're top of the league we're massive you know like we had the TIFO out I don't know if you, anyone <laughs> on, the, on uh, social media saw the TIFO that um, I got to give Bryce again another shout out he made this massive TIFO that said LORK9 yeah. and it was on
0: like <laughs> uh, like a king
1: size or queen size mat, uh, sheet yeah. and it was excellent excellent
0: we so, had the Lork 9 we had um, I know uh, by Bi- on tour yeah, yeah. Bytown Boys provided the Otleti on tour banner which is which was just fucking classy and mm-hmm. um, the the letters was that Bryce as well the spray painted uh, squares yes it was yeah, yeah. so yeah. we had the all the letters for massive, massive. <laughs> we held that up a couple times that was uh <laughs> Was, yeah, or like
1: perfect. I think I think at one point uh, they the there was a photo and it just said ass and everyone's <laughs> like if you if you ask someone how York's day is going,
0: <laughs> incredible, yeah, yeah, sure. sensational stuff, it's so good. <laughs> All right, next question. I'm gonna ask you this one. It's kind of you know in, in in the same theme. What do you think the lasting impact this away trip will have on the CPO?
1: So, I think that. The away, the away trip could have gone one of two ways. It could have been a, a resounding success or a, a complete failure. Yeah. And I think that showing the league how a properly organized and structured away trip can look, because, like, I mean, I, I look at even the, the, the camera work from Canada, uh, Canada Premier League during the game. Yeah. They, they had a shot of the, you know, t- twenty people that were in the York supporter section. Mm. And then they immediately did like a, a pan to the Atletico section. Yeah. And there's just a massive throng of people, like mm. in red and white, just cheering their hearts out. And it's it's really cool because I, I think they even commented it during the broadcast on on one soccer. They said like the the fans from Atletico, Ottawa came down from the nation's capital and they were just out there killing it. They were so loud. Yeah. And I think that you know, I talked about it a little bit earlier that to me is is one of the best ways to grow supporter culture in canada oh yeah because the faster the supporter culture grows the faster the teams grow the faster the league grows so i think that this was a huge proof of concept for whether or not because it sucks because like in canada you know we're obviously not gonna all charter a private jet and fly to starlight stadium and watch a game at pacific yeah but but this is something that we can do and there are other teams that can do it i know uh, cavalry and fce have had like a little bit of a derby going on um
0: that, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing about the difference between this one too Is that it has been done You know um, like Forge goes to York as well And they, they were just yeah. sort of organized amongst themselves This, this sort of uh, Drew the blueprint for how you can do it Like partnered with the club like we had club uh, photog on the bus yeah. we had league photog on the bus. they're like buying buy in from the management yeah exactly they had this stuff and they're filming it and it, it's making the media and obviously you see that we they had they had a friggin pregame eight minutes uh after kickoff happened. CPL had a video already posted Of like yeah. a, a, a collage of clips of us Like in the parking lot Before <laughs> the game started With small love it. and shit like that It's like I love you, it. Can, you can do this too And the thing is Is that they're gonna be Watching this and being like, like we we were even seeing Like our I was I took over the Twitter On the bus down to the game And then we Which had, was excellent Yeah, I <laughs> haven't reviewed it was, It was shit. excellent <laughs> um, We had like But we had people Like I was posting videos We had people responding to it Like man uh, Like people from Halifax Like I wish we had a, t- a, a team Close to us So we could do this too too. And that's the thing is that we all wish you had a team close to us so you could do this as well. Every, like, everyone wants to do this type but of I thing. But you know I, mean? I think
1: that's a good point because I think that that it's it's mm-hmm. as much as, like, we set – I'm, I'm going to call it we set the bar. And by mm-hmm. we, I mean the, all of the folks with CCSG, mm-hmm. especially Dan Duff and Thomas Stockton who yeah. worked tirelessly with the club yeah. and with all of the – like, with York, like, all of that to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that we set the bar. But at the same time, like, this isn't a concept that we own. We don't own yeah, this idea. Exactly. To me, this is an idea that, that is owned by the supporters groups. Yeah. And, I, and I already know, like, talking to Dan and talking to Thomas, like, other supporters groups have reached out and asked for, like, hey, how can we, you know, make this – And, like, as much as we, 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 we butt heads on the field or we butt heads like, on Twitter or on Discord – any growth that the league sees is good for the entire league. Exactly. So if we can help out, you know, Halifax fans doing a road trip somewhere, you know, I guess we would probably be the closest. Yeah, them, for now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, or, or, you know, even within Ontario or whatever, hopefully at some point we get a Quebec expansion team. Yeah. Then it makes it a little more feasible. Yeah. Um, but I think that this, we we, we we, set the standard, I think. And, and now – That is the blueprint that we can offer to other supporters, supporters groups. So I think this will have a lasting impact on the league in that now the league has seen how it's done and other teams can, you know, they say imitation is the best form of flattery. Right.
0: Exactly. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, everyone that did, you know, sort of other road trips before us can also feel the same way. (laughs) I mean, imitation is the best form of flattery. Um I'm gonna, All th- right. yeah, I'm gonna throw you another one because I think this is a good one. All right,
1: tutor baby, let's um, do it.
0: How big was our 3-0 win actually?
1: Massive. It was massive. C-
0: <laughs> Considering <laughs> it was two PKs and one questionable offside, everyone thinks that it was in, in brackets. Uh, against the crappiest team.
1: So if you had stopped that sentence after everyone thinks it was, <laughs> I would have been like, what York fans say you this?
0: <laughs> but <laughs> but then
1: you're like against the crappy team I'm like, okay, this is an ATL fan. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I honestly, as as much as it's two PKs and a questionable offside, I mean, whether or not it was offside or not, to me, regardless of the fact that it was two PKs, neither of those PKs were suspect. Mm. We've seen PKs in the past that were like, Questionable. Yeah. It was a oh, did his hand actually touch it? Yeah. Where was his arm during the play? Mm-hmm. Did, was the tackle? Did it hit the ball or his legs? In this case, both of those PKs were clear. They were stonewall. Penalties. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I still think it's 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 huge um, because not only were the PKs good, but the fact that we put up our highest goal differential win. The fact that it's the first time we beat York. The fact that it happened on the first ever ATO. CCSG on the road road trip yeah. like like I said it's a fairy tale ending and I think that as long as we can keep that and say like okay this is wh- what we can do together and I'm hoping that that just continues for the rest of the season because I do think it's it's massive you know to use a gargantuan even
0: <laughs> yeah regardless, regardless of the fact that it was two pens it, it was two pens that were a result of two dangerous runs in the box Mm-hmm that, you know, very well could have turned into big chances if there wasn't a foul in play. So that's the thing about pens, right? Like, you're talking about, like, you know, they weren't suspect. They weren't janky pens that were just sort of, you know, played into. They were, like, they were actual attackers running in the box that got cut down, that if they weren't cut down, they probably could have gotten a good shot off.
1: Well and that's just it. And like I'm not saying like everything we did on the field was like perfect, no. but you you can't you can't pull pens like that and expect not to get called on it. Yep. So yeah, there were penalties. Yeah, it was not maybe an offside goal. But either way, even if you discount the offside goal, which I don't think we should have, but yeah. whatever yeah. for Devil's Advocate, still two nothing win, still top of the league. Yeah. I don't think that any of that takes away from the absolute master class the team put on. Yeah. And the the absolute masterclass that the supporters group and CZSG put on to show both on and off the pitch, what this team means to this city. Yep. Um, All right. Well, let me hit you with one. Now that you've kind of hit me with the double barrel. (laughs) Uh, Why do you think that other supporters groups aren't able to fill the stands in their supporter sections? It's not a problem with every team granted, but the small amount of York supporters in their section compared to us in the away section was really concerning. That's actually a good question.
0: It's a it's a good question. Um, I know a lot of teams don't have this problem, um, but there's a couple that do. Obviously, the big ones being um, York and Edmonton, and actually, increasingly now Valor as well are having yeah. a little bit of trouble um, really filling their supporters sections. I mean, it, it's a lot. Uh, it, it's easy to blame things on COVID because everyone blames everything on COVID these days. But I mean, that really killed a lot of momentum from the first year. I mean, even. In, um, if I know uh, our new friend Namu, or a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, Ottawa people's old friends Namu, uh, was posting some uh, pics of to, like 2019 York. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they had, they had, they didn't have the biggest support in the league, but their supporter section was, was bumping. Like it was fervent. Yeah. They had a lot of good supporters sure. there, but you know, sure. the, and, COVID kind of killed being, a lot of momentum on stuff.
1: Well, and ended, and we, and we talked about, I think I went to a media event with Dan and Thomas and, and Fernando actually talked about that. And I think the question was posed to him at some point. They were talking about like, would you have, would you have in retrospect, would you have launched the team during COVID or not? And I mean, to me, that's a question that's like, I mean, obviously the, the obvious answer is like, well, I mean, no, because you can't like, if you're trying to build momentum for a team, especially in Ottawa where we had the fury, they were around, they folded. It's it's tough because Ottawa sometimes has a revolving door of teams, right? Yeah. Look at our baseball culture. Like, yeah, we have the yeah. Titans now, but before we had the, you know, whatever other team. Um, and so football was the same, right? Like uh, in, European football was the same. Um, and I think that, when you look at that in relation to supporters' groups, like that can absolutely take the wind out of the sails, yeah. With, like not having fans in the stadium, right? Um, I do have to give a shout out though, t- directly to Namu, because um, he came over to our section. He vibed with, I think, me and you, Johnny, chatted with a bunch of the guys, came over, hung out in the dump for a bit, which is dangerous because he was in York, York colors, <laughs> but uh, but he came over and honestly, he just expressed his, his genuine. Appreciation for, for what we had done. Well, the
0: thing is, he knew a lot bring, of people because he's a, he's actually a, he's a, he's a Fury OG. So like yeah, he knew, yeah, you know, yeah. he knew lots of people there. Really, really cool dude. Um,
1: but super, super welcoming, which was really nice. Yeah. And honestly, sure. it was cool. It was cool to have. It's funny because, you know, we talk about it. We, we shit on each other. We have these like rivalries or whatever. I'm going to call York and us a, probably one of the bigger ones in the league. And, but at the same time, at the stadium, chatting with them, like it was just nothing but respect. And they were like, "Yeah, okay, we support different teams. We're here for different reasons, whatever." But also, we were like, "You know, thanks for hosting us." They were like, "Oh, try the meat pies; they're delicious." <laughs> like, so I mean, at the end of the day, it was about it was about the sport and less about the team. Um, both of us supported the teams we love. But, you know, it was nice to help grow the sport at York.
0: It was regretful that we couldn't make it to the um, York tailgate because I know. They yeah, because they invited us. They yeah. invited us to the tailgate. They do it at a different parking lot than the one that we were at. Um, they do it a little further away because it's normally more empty because it's further away from the stadium. Um, yeah. We were on a very tight schedule. We, yeah, got, we got to the because it's traffic. Yeah. We, yeah, we got to the stadium. We had about 20, 25 minutes or something to do our thing and then get inside. And then afterwards we had like another 20 minutes to get back on the bus. So well, we appreciate the invite. And next time we come down, if we have some more time, we will absolutely. Um, yeah. 100%. For sure. So,
1: so hats off to you York fans. Yep. I don't want to like, Pump your tires too much. But honestly, just, just like I said. Thank you for having us. We, we honestly really. We're appreciate being
0: magnanimous it. because we've we. Been. Are. Imagine how different this. We
1: didn't. <laughs> yeah, we're like fuck York. Those guys are assholes. Their stadium sucks. <laughs> Instead, we're like their meat pies are delicious.
0: <laughs> All right. The last, the last one's kind of a funny one. It's, Let's hear it's, it. You know, it's, 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 uh, harping a bit on what we talked about. For Nathan was chirping the people who supported him last year and previously said the fans in Ottawa were responsible for his decision to come here. Should we be more involved in the ATO recruitment process, or are we doing enough? Yeah, so uh, CCSG
1: should have a board member on the uh, Atletico Ottawa yeah. Board of Directors, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nominate Dan Duff yeah. for the position. Um, no, I, I, I think that it's funny because I think that supporter culture plays such a an, an integral part of a lot of players' decisions to move where they move, right? Yeah. Like you look at the EPL or Bundesliga or La Liga or League One or like any of the leagues in Europe, and there are times. I mean, even in this in this transfer window between seasons in Europe right now, where players will pick a team not because maybe they're paying the most or maybe they're the best team in the league, but they'll pick it because you know it's a team that is near and dear to them or it's a team that has a fervent supporter sec like supporters groups or whatever. So. I think that we're already involved in a way that when players from other teams come to TD Place, they get to see firsthand what a gold standard of a supporters group looks like at a home game. Because, I mean, mean, you look at, like, man, we're like postponed game on a Wednesday night in the middle of July, and we had, you know, just a a crazy bump in supporters section. So regardless of the day or the time, the dub is always – going off yeah. so players come to the TD, come to the TD place they see that and like could, like we talked about it, man Espayo eats it up he loves it and yeah. I'm like could you imagine coming there as a visiting player from somewhere like Edmonton or Valor where their fan groups are so small and then you come to Ottawa and we're not like a massive city we, Ottawa's like a mid-sized city I would say Yeah. and you see the supporter culture here and you're like man how cool would it be to be someone who has a song written for them? Yeah. So, you know, they have 150, 200 people chanting my name. Yeah. You know, like when Maxime Tiso was coming off the field and he's he clapping and like everyone's like, Maxime Tiso, Maxime Tiso. And like the whole like crowd at York Lions Stadium. Yeah. I'm like, man, how good would that feel? Or like when we were cheering for Malcolm Shaw and his family was directly behind yeah, us. Exactly. So, so to me, I think that we've we've built at, at CCSG and at ATO, we've built that into the fabric of the team. And I think that, you know, I think we're doing enough because we show up every, every game. And I think as long as we continue to show up every game, we're doing enough
0: yeah um uh, having said that do you think maybe we should have tried to recruit Ronan krat instead of chanting zabumafu at him
1: <laughs> um with his performance of that game i'm gonna say no because he played like dog shit um although if we wanted to recruit passius i would be cool with that
0: <laughs> <laughs> the young boobs what a play. yeah
1: we can we can uh, we can poach him maybe
0: <laughs> all right that's been the mailbag Good mail Great bag. job, everyone I know, Great yeah, one. it was it was a good mailbag. I know it probably would have could have been a lot bigger, but so many people were were just there, so they didn't really have much to ask about her because they were there and they lived it. True. <laughs> so speaking of, you know, we have a section a segment here where we talk about the, dub. <laughs> about the dub. This is a traveling dub. You 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 know, called it the dub a couple times already this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> because it might as well have been. <laughs> was it, how, yeah. how funny is it that Section 100 in Yorkline Stadium is essentially exactly where the dub is? At yeah. It
1: was, it was. It was. It was. It was like we were just putting on our most comfortable pair of pants. Oh, right at home. Like, we did. They were like, <laughs> "You're actually over in the." Because we, I, I remember when we filed in, we were like one section over, mm, yeah. and then someone came down and was like, "No, no, you guys are yeah, over there. there." Yeah. yeah we we're like, "Oh, the furthest to the left." Yeah. Just like TD Place, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> so yeah no uh, the dub absolutely incredible my sincerest hats off and congratulations to everyone that was involved in it um, who was there uh, I wish we could have had some of the other people there, but obviously, like, everyone has stuff going on in their lives. We had a hot stove from the bus, which was live, and probably the hottest hot stove we've ever had. It was
0: the best, and that's why we didn't record it, so if you weren't there, it's gone forever. <laughs> Not only did it you have know, the hottest takes, it was also marred by the spotty rural Ontario internet.
1: <laughs> that's true, but we made it work, and uh, it yeah, was you ever cool. you to get had...
0: Wi-Fi in Mallorytown, bro? <laughs> yeah, we did.
1: And it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, Um, but no, it was it was cool, man. Like we had we had players come on, both old and new. Mm-hmm. I think Dylan Pally joined. Pally was there, yeah, which was dope. <laughs> um, it was an extra spicy edition, I would call it. Tons of hot takes, yep. Um honestly. But the coolest part for me was like, at, I think it was like ten to twelve uh, I think it was Thomas looked back. He was like, Eddie hot stove. hot stove. So like Eddie's like scrambling to get the hot stove ready. Cause you know, he's partying on the bus yeah. in the back. And then, and then as soon as the hot stove started, everyone just like took out their headphones <laughs> and like put them in. So there's like 30 people on the bus yeah. all listening to the same hot stove on Twitter, yeah. but all sitting next to each other on the bus. <laughs> and like, man, it was so good. Everyone gave their takes like the live reactions. So funny. Like I think, uh, yeah i mean i gotta i got a kudos to to no finish he tuned in and it's when he turned his mic on it was like the darth vader music that dude <laughs>
0: yeah. i swear to god he, he used to he used to like piss me off like he pissed everyone off but like he is such a character he's fucking yeah hilarious. he is <laughs> yeah so then he had like
1: the darth vader breathing sound and then he started talking which was really funny honestly yeah. um and then like It was hilarious because I think at one point he said, Shut up, Joey. And (laughs) And then Joey Joey just just, (laughs) fucking. Yeah. With like an entire novel worth of stats on like why he was wrong. Joey
0: is like a hot stove fucking goat. I swear to God. he's a a hot stove assassin. He puts a clinic every time he hops up. Yeah, it's
1: great. (laughs) It's great. So, I mean, again, hot stove was great. The dub, we've already kind of talked about how amazing it was if you haven't seen how amazing it was you can literally open up twitter and just be inundated (laughs) with photos and videos i think my entire twitter is just shit from the game
0: oh yeah no same
1: yeah um but that being said i mean again i'm gonna use this this platform because you know we could talk and you guys have to listen um (laughs) i gotta give an extremely special shout out to to dan duff and thomas again for making this a reality yeah a lot of times they, they do a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah, Thomas was on the bus and coordinating things and him and I you know, were rolling down, having a time. We sat next to you, so it was a good, good crew. Uh, Dan couldn't make it because you know, he had some other stuff going on, but their tireless efforts were able to get us to the point where we could put this together. Yep. And honestly, if you talk to anyone who was on the bus, you could just see in their eyes and hear in their voice how much they appreciated all the work they did. Yeah. So, so Dan, Thomas, just, man, kick-ass, absolute, absolute thanks from everyone in CCSG. It's a truly, like, to me, that was an event that crystallized the passion and the love for ATO of all the fans that were on that bus. And it's cool because we had a lot of new people, but I guarantee you those people are probably going to be season ticket holders Absolutely. going forward for sure after that.
0: I mean, what's what's the you know, there's the cheesy saying like these are the days of our lives. And I mean, it really yeah. like, you know, when they say I wish I knew uh, that I was in the good old days when they were still happening. Yeah, th- there was no doubt about that. During a weekend like that Like you knew you were In the good old days As they were happening Like it was just Something else Yeah
1: it was just Everything went off perfectly yeah. Everything went off perfectly <laughs> So you know what It's it's It was uh, I can't even uh, I'm like still reeling And I think we all are Same. I'm still still reeling From, from just the vibes That Same. we put yeah. out went on, to that, work on that trip get
0: Shit all done
1: <laughs> Yeah I was supposed to be Packing up my house today For my move And all I could think about Was how awesome <laughs> The trip was on Sunday
0: all I could think of it is how much I love Ollie Bassett. Anyway. Oh,
1: God. That little ginger. <laughs> love that. Love that man.
0: Next matchup Forge, Sunday. Sunday,
1: Sunday, Sunday.
0: We weirdly do not have a losing record against Forge this season. Yes. <laughs> one draw, one win. Hell yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Should be a good matchup between the top two teams yes. in the CPL power rankings. Um, if we're clarifying. We're number one because we're fucking massive. We're massive. So, you know, I let go, number one in power rankings, number one on the table, number one in our hearts. So you know what? Uh, it's it's going to be a tough matchup though I got to give him credit Forge Forge just had some strong games Lost a couple they're, I think they're like they're, they're, I think they're three games in a row undefeated a Like three wins way, in a row they a bit
0: of a wagon right now too yeah. <laughs> they just, yeah They just score so many goals
1: Yeah they beat Edmonton 5-1 <laughs> 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 It's like that Simpsons gift They're like stop stop yeah, He's already dead
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh the, you know what actually this is funny This is a stat I wanted to bring up earlier Go for like, it I, sh- I wanted to bring it up When we were talking about our defensive stats So Yes Rewind, rewind. Would you like to know the? Would you like to know the last time we conceded a goal from open play? Yes. It was the, the two-one against Pacific on June fifth.
1: <laughs> that's like a solid two months ago, almost.
0: And it was and it was a handball <laughs> like as well. Six, six weeks. It was that's, a handball. Yeah, no, so since then, since then, we've had ugh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. We've conceded mm. three. One off a corner. One off a free kick. One off a pen. Oh God.
1: You'll love it. You love it. I love it. I love hearing that. That makes me so happy. I think it makes everyone happy to hear that.
0: And God, you know, what, a team, what a
1: team Carlos has put together. Like,
0: holy fuck. One of those games was the the forge game that we won where we didn't concede any. So this is gonna Hell be yeah. this is gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game.
1: It's gonna be a tough game, but I'm honestly looking forward to it because I think that it will be a, a good game to watch. It'll be like good football, I think. Because you've got really one of the best offenses in the league versus the best defense in the league.
0: So yeah, it's It's going to be a clash, man. Two, but two teams that are in a very good place right now. Um, it's their first visit to uh, our stadium. I believe they're sending a, a decent amount of people up to our stadium as well. Oh, nice. A little traveling. Yeah. We'll see them when they get here. Forge section. Yeah. Yep, so that should be really fun. Uh I imagine there's probably going to be a hustle before that like there always is. Oh, uh yes, there will be. If you would like to get in the dub, as we said last time, basically just DM our friggin' account on the in, on the socials and we'll send you a link yeah. to get a ticket in the dub. Exactly. Twitter. Capital City SG. Instagram. Capital City SG. You know what it is. You know how it is. Check us out on all the socials. Get yourself in the dub. Get your ass in the fucking dub because we're, we're, we're gonna need you about uh, against uh, Bobby Spiernieatis on Sunday. Oh God, his beard is so bad. <laughs> we need to. He looks like a
1: vagrant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: on that note, Patrick wait, what more can we what more what more can we say
1: uh you know what um, i'm just going to say i'm just going to say it we're fucking massive we're top of the table we have the best supporters in the league we have the best team in the league the players love us the club loves us everything's coming up millhouse and by millhouse i mean ato so fucking keep it on keep on keep it on beautiful we don't need anything after see that see you all on sunday
0: so see you all next time